Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Today, we're kind of talking about a fun episode, which is all about traveling. It doesn't really relate to moms and business that much, but it's a question I get asked all the time. Every time I open up, what do you want to hear on the podcast? It's how to save for vacations, how to plan vacations, how do you travel with your kids, blah, 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 all these questions about traveling. I want to start from the very, very beginning. So my entire life, traveling has been a part of my family culture. We didn't go on huge elaborate trips as a family when I was younger. My family was pretty poor when we were younger. There were six kids. My dad started his own business when I was really young. So like it was tight for the, for the early childhood part of my life. But we always made it a priority to visit our family in Utah every single year. So I was born and raised in Washington and a lot of my mom's family lived in Utah and Idaho. And once or twice a year, my mom would travel with us a lot of times without my dad across multiple states in a car to visit our family. So it's something I was raised with. And so it's just always been a part of my family culture. And then I moved to Utah and I always planned on moving back to Washington by both sets of my grandparents and my parents and a lot of my extended family there. But we fell in love with Cache Valley. My husband's from Cache Valley. We decided to stay here in Utah. And my husband promised me that I could go back to Washington whenever I wanted. And so in our first several years of marriage, before I had kids, I was going back three or four times a year. I was going back for big holidays. I was going back for big events, funerals, graduations, things like that. And I was doing a lot of sessions down there when I started my business because I didn't know anyone here. It was really hard in Utah at first because... A lot of our friends and neighbors had family close by. So any big holidays, they would do stuff with their families. And I felt like it was really lonely to be not by family that celebrated these kinds of holidays. So we traveled a lot. And when I started having kids, I traveled a lot because it was important for me to share my kids with my grandparents and share my grandparents with my kids and their grandparents, obviously my parents as well. When Brody was two weeks old, we drove home for... Thanksgiving when Piper was two weeks old. I can't remember if we flew. I think we flew home for Thanksgiving when Rowan was a baby. I think they actually came to us because by then there was like five grandkids here, but you get the point. I've always traveled since my kids were babies. It's actually way easier to travel with babies than it is with toddlers. So when after Rowan was born, we decided to do a big family vacation to Hawaii before he was six months old because when they're not moving yet it's actually really easy to travel with babies and then we knew we would take a break for like a year and a half to two years and we did not anticipate COVID in there which really put a halt on our travel plans so we're really glad we took that Hawaii trip when we did. So basically traveling is part of our family culture. It's important to us. Most of our trips are family trips with our extended families when we're involving the children. For example, every summer we go to the Oregon coast or I wouldn't say every summer. The last two summers we went to the Oregon coast. This year we went with my mom and some of my siblings last year we went with my dad and some of our siblings um, growing up my entire life. We went every year with my grandma and my aunts and uncles Every single summer, she would rent a house and we would all go up. And my parents have tried to kind of carry on that tradition. So it's something that we we do travel to the Oregon coast with them. We travel a lot to visit our grandparents in Washington one or two to three times a year. Obviously, with COVID, a lot of that was put to stop too. I have flown with all three of my kids without my husband probably a dozen times. 
Most of the time, it's just one to two hour trips. I've taken my kids to Disneyland without my husband. I have road tripped across four states without my husband. I've stayed in hotel rooms all over the Pacific Northwest without my husband. Like, I'm pretty used to it at this point. I've realized that, like, for him, the kind of trips that I take aren't, like, super exciting to him. And they're not things that he'll, like, take off work for a lot of times or he can't take off work for. Like for him, if he wants to take, if he's going to take off time from work, it's going to be like something a little bit more, except like a trip to Hawaii or like he wants to go to Europe with just me or stuff like that. So like he wants to save that time for really exciting trips. And for me, I love to travel and I love to see my family and, and I love Disneyland and I just love everything. I just love it all. So I realized that if I wanted to travel I needed to do it without my husband. I needed to make it work. And so in the beginning, I would actually have like different random people like, hey, do you guys want to do you want to drive with me down there? And then I'll fly you back or you drive one way and then somebody else maybe needs a ride back to Utah. And I would try to kind of make things work so that I wasn't totally alone. But as my kids got older, it got easier. And honestly, I love to travel alone. I actually prefer to travel alone. I feel like I can just focus more on my kids' needs when it's just like me and my kids. If I add another person, then I have to like make sure that my kids are are staying happier so it's not bothering them or or like accommodating them more than my kids. And I just feel like when it's just me and my kids, it's the smoothest right it's the smooth everything because all I have to do is focus on my kids and their needs I can pop in my noise canceling headphones and regulate my own mood but when I will you add in additional factors like strangers or people you don't know that well or other family members with you know other tolerances in your car then it just adds a little bit more stress to the situation so I actually love to travel alone with my kids I actually even love to travel alone with my kids without my husband too because I just have my routine like when I'm alone I just know where I'm going to stop, what I'm going to do. Like, I just can just do it the way that I, I need to do it. Like the first time I took my husband on a road trip after taking them by myself a couple times, he had to stop and pee every 20 minutes. And I was like, dude, like, I don't let the kids drink when we road trip. Like they get one water bottle the whole day. And he's like, you're dehydrating them. I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm not stopping every 20 minutes to go to the bathroom. It took us like so long it was like a 15 hour road trip and he started guzzling the drinks when we got in the car and so it's just like things like that that are silly but also like if I'm going to put the kids in the car I want them to be in the car as little as possible because the longer we're in the car they're more fighting the more I'm tired I am to drive like I don't know anyways you get the point I love to travel alone I know at first I was really scared about it I was always really anxious when I had to travel alone but after a couple times, you get used to it and you kind of figure out your groove. And then it's hard to travel with people after you've traveled alone for so long. When I was pregnant with Rowan, I think he took 21 flights with me while he was in my belly. We went all over New York, North Carolina, Alaska, Oregon, Washington, California. Man, I can't even remember. From one side of the country to the other side of the country. And most of those trips, I was alone traveling because they were for weddings or for different events. And, oh, Arizona. Yeah, anyways. I just got used to traveling alone because I traveled a lot for work. I enjoy going to conferences. I enjoy going on girls trips. I enjoy it all. I enjoy it all. So let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, how to afford trips. So one huge thing that we do is we use points. So my husband flies a lot for work. I fly a lot for work. So we do accumulate a lot of points through our airlines when we fly especially when my husband was flying because he was flying across the country. It's like New York, which was a lot of miles at once. 
And so over the four years that he traveled a ton for work, and now he's starting to travel again now that COVID things have slowed down, he gets a lot of points when he flies. We also use a Delta card when we book our trips because when you book with Delta, you get more point on your Delta card. We use our Delta card for other big purchases as well. So if you like, for example, when we put the down payment on our car, they let us put it down on a credit card. So obviously when you put a down payment on, you want to have the cash because that defeats the whole point purpose to put it on a credit card, right? But we put it on the credit card and then immediately transferred from the debit to the credit. But then we got $5,000 in points or 5,000 points right away because it's dollar to dollar for purchases like that. So 5,000 points is one way right now. It's a one way ticket to California. So if you're making big purchases and you're not using a credit card, then I don't, I mean, you're just missing out on a lot of opportunities. I would definitely make sure that you're being safe with your credit card because for us, we use a credit card like a debit card. We use a credit card 100% of the time. I don't even know where my debit card is, but it automatically pays off. Like I'm treating it like a debit card. I'm not spending more than what's in my account. Like I know what's in my account. I'm following a budget. I'm automatically, it automatically pays the full statement every single month. Like it's auto pay. So I don't think about it. It just auto pays the whole statement. So I'm accumulating points while buying groceries, buying gas, buying my kids school clothes, all these different things. I'm getting points. And so that's a lot of our flights, like our entire trip to Hawaii for five kids, our entire trip to California. We're going this week to California. Our entire trip was paid for by points. So over the next few months, I'm going to California three times and I'm going to Arizona once. So that's four different trips that I'm flying. And one of the times it's with my entire family and all of those tickets we use points on. And it, it definitely obviously helped that we did not fly a lot during COVID. I only flew on an airplane one time since February of 2020, which is really crazy for me. I usually am flying like multiple times every quarter. My husband's usually flying multiple times a month. So we're just kind of getting back into the swing of traveling and we're really excited about it because we love to travel, but we're, we're using all these points that we had. So that's really nice. The second tip is I use like a website called Priceline. You can also use like Expedia to book hotels. It, it helps you get the best deal or look at a d- ton of different options and compare them to get the cheapest price per night. I like to find hotels that include breakfast or hotels that have like a little kitchenette so I can make some of my food and that saves a lot of money. The other thing is when I'm traveling with other people, I like to go Airbnb. First of all, I like to have my own space. I don't mind sharing a hotel with my family, but when I'm sharing with like multiple other women and things, I just feel like more comfortable in Airbnb. It just feels like more of a homey environment instead of like, I don't know, going to the bathroom when you're sharing with like four strangers or it's just, I don't know. It's too tight. Hotels are too tight. Airbnbs actually become a lot like a lot more space, but then also a lot more affordable when you're splitting it multiple ways. Every time we go to Arizona with our team, instead of doing a hotel and squishing tight into one room, we're getting an Airbnb and we're spreading out more. We're able to make our meals there. We're able to have more showers and it's just really is awesome. And you can get a better deal than a nightly rate at a hotel. So that's really awesome. Obviously it depends on the area and how soon in advance you book as well. Sometimes being a mom and running a successful business seems impossible, but it doesn't have to be. I've been running a business while raising my family for nearly nine years, and I've learned some life hacks along the way. Take my free training to find out five mind-blowing systems I use to balance this crazy mom boss gig. 
You can find the link in the show notes below. The other thing is make your own meals when you can. When I go with my kids, I always try to make breakfast and lunch and have like snacks throughout the day because it does add up to take a family of five out to food every time you're traveling. So I try to get a hotel with a kitchenette or an Airbnb with a kitchenette. And most of the time we get really lucky with that. Then I'll make things like mac and cheese. Obviously I can't like make a full huge meal in there, but mac and cheese and yogurt and gogurt and fruits. And I always have like ham. I always get like lunch meat and roll it up and make them eat ham every time we leave the room. Okay, we're going swimming. Everyone needs a piece of ham. Okay, we're going to go walk around the hotel. Everyone needs a piece of ham and so that no one ever gets hangry because that's the worst. Also, I always compare what it would be to drive versus fly. With flights right now, you can get really good deals. Like we got such good deal on all of my fall travel right now. It's only 10,000 points for round trip to California, to Arizona, to Washington. That is extremely cheap. 10,000 points is it's usually like 30,000 points. I've paid up to 50,000 points. 10,000 points is nothing. Like it's so cheap. So it's kind of nice to fly. But when you're flying a family of five or six or seven or eight or whatever you have, it starts to add up. So this last trip, even though it was pretty cheap to fly, like for four people, it was a thousand dollars to fly a family of four. I kept looking at it as like, I just know if I drive, it's going to cost me a hundred dollars round trip. And a lot of time, but only a hundred dollars versus a thousand, I think it was like 1200. And so I decided to drive, even though it would take two extra days out of my time and be really long. Some other factors are that I haven't flown with my kids during COVID with the masks and things. I know my big kids would be fine. They did school and whatever, but my toddler is a loose cannon. You just don't know what's going to happen. And I wasn't going to do that by myself. Like I was, I needed my husband there. So I decided to drive versus fly and it saved me a ton of money. So if it's close enough, factoring the cost of driving versus flying, um, we have an electric vehicle. So nine times out of 10, it's going to be cheaper to drive. It's just a matter of if you want to. (laughs) And if you have the extra days to add to the end end and beginning of your trip, because it does add a whole extra day of travel both ways. My next tip is to split costs with other families and friends. That's a really easy way to make your vacation cheap is by sharing the lodging, right? So a lot of times we'll rent an Airbnb and then split it with other people or a cabin or whatever, wherever we're going. And so then the cost doesn't fall completely on you and then just the traveling to get there. This is also nice because you can share meals like they can do a meal you can do a meal we always menu plan like everyone splits up the amount of meals like if I'm going with a group and we have six meals then everyone takes two and that makes it a lot more affordable as well a couple people asked me how I plan trips around school so for the most part a lot of our trips are during the breaks like if we're going to Washington I'll always do a trip in the summer and maybe a trip during like the holiday break we're not really going to do that this year probably But for the most part, we try to do it on our break, spring break, summer break, winter break, because those are more family trips and things like that. But then this week we are going to Disneyland and my mom was like, okay, when's fall break? When's this break? And I said, no, I don't want to go on a break because Disneyland is packed during a break and I'd rather take my kids out of school for two days and then trying to work around everybody's fall break in the whole state of Utah and Arizona and all the different things. So we chose to take the kids out of school for two days. So we'll leave on Wednesday, be there Thursday, Friday. They'll miss two days of school. They're in younger grades in elementary school, but I'm also, I won't, I'm not worried about it because first of all, I know that they can make up the work. Like at the beginning of the year, they give us packet. If you miss school, you can make it up. Second, 
they're in elementary school. Like their two days of school is not going to do anything. My parents were never really strict on traveling during breaks growing up. So it's never been a big deal for me. I've always just remembered like when we were going to miss school, we would get work ahead of time. We would take it with us. I remember driving to Utah with like a packet one time and it wasn't a big deal. So I don't, I don't make it a big deal. I don't worry about it too much. I know that they're going to be able to get caught up if I can get their work in advance, I will. If I can't, we'll do it when we get back and we'll spend a couple of days just doing a little bit more homework because they're in elementary school. It's not that much homework. Even when I was in high school, though, it wasn't that bad to miss a couple of days of school here and there. My grandpa always said, don't let your education get in the way of your learning. And obviously Disneyland isn't exactly a learning, <laughs> a, like a life experience for learning. But a lot of these trips, you know, they are learning a lot, a lot of culture and a lot of different things along the way. So I'm not going to let education get in the way of their life or their learning. And um, a few days here and there doesn't hurt. So obviously I'm not going to do it month after month. Like we would do it probably once a quarter if we're going to take our kids out of school for traveling. But this year our only plan is to do this one Disneyland trip and then we'll probably take a trip over spring break even if it's just a, a quick one. When we first got married... My husband and I did not travel at all. I mean, we went to Washington because that was kind of just like a normal thing. Like me going to Washington was a part of our life. Like it wasn't really a trip. It was kind of just like, you know, if you went down the street and visited your mom, that's how it was going to Washington. It didn't feel like a big deal. And maybe that's why traveling isn't really a big deal. Also, I would make a lot of money on those trips because I would do a ton of mini sessions while I was there. So I wasn't like spending a lot of money to go to these places. So that was helpful in the early years of traveling. So my husband and I didn't take a honeymoon and we were very poor when we got married. And so the first five years, we did not do any extra big, huge trips. So on our fifth anniversary, finally, we finally took our very first trip. Our oldest was four, our youngest was two, and we went to Hawaii for a week. And it was so much fun. I feel like it was so good for our marriage. It reconnected us on a level like we hadn't been alone without our kids for more than a couple hours in four years and so it really helped us reconnect and it, it was really awesome so we did that trip and then we didn't do it again until this last year we went to Mexico again for for five days and we had gone on each other's work trips here and there for a couple whatever but we weren't together the whole time one of us was working and the other was in the hotel so it wasn't like the same so this last year we went to Cabo and again, it just reconnected us. It was so much fun. It was so relaxing. We could just be together 24-7, which we hadn't done since five years before that. And it just was, it's really, 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 really good for your relationship. Traveling without your kids is definitely something I would recommend. And I would recommend doing it more than every five years. Um, here and there, we will go on little anniversary trips overnight, one night. And that's great too. Like really anything that you can do that just gives you a little bit of alone time with just each other to just reconnect and not worry about all the kids and the school and the schedule and the work and all the different things. One thing that was hard is that we don't have family around to watch our kids for multiple day trips. Like we have siblings that could take them for a day here and there, but like they have their own kids and it's like a lot to give all of your kids to especially when they're young to other family members, right? So we have to actually budget in an extra like five to $700 for childcare, which does make our trips more expensive. I pay $100 per day that we're gone. I think $100 to $150 per day for the full day and night each day that we're gone. So it adds up, but at the same time, if I can plan for it in advance, it's just a part of our vacation. And it's one of the most expensive parts of our vacation. But then I can go with peace knowing like, okay, I have one person here with my kids the entire time. I don't have to 
worry that they got dropped off here to the next house to the next house they have their consistent schedule they have their consistent bedrooms they're getting on the bus from the same place when they get older it's going to be easier because they can probably stay with friends or have a little bit more of like the back and forth but as they're little like it's important for me that they have consistency especially when they're we're gone and i'm their safe person and i'm far away and that's anxiety inducing in it of itself i remember when my parents traveled i was like what if they die what if i'm with this person forever so yeah we do have to add that cost in, which which can be a lot. Uh, occasionally, I can have my mom fly and watch them, but her life has just been insane the last few years as she's been caretaking for my grandma and for my uncle, and she still has kids at home, so it's just not, it's not that easy. Eventually, things will be different, but in this phase of life, that's what we have to do to travel, and it's important enough to us that we make that work. I know people that have always done that for all their vacations. A lot of my friends do the same thing. And, you know, if, if your excuse is you don't have childcare, like don't let that hold you back because it's really, really important to take those trips. So we do have a travel budget every single month that I add into it so that when we're ready to book a trip, like if we get one of those flight deals come through and we, um, we see something or we're like, you know what, I'm just feeling really burnt out. Let's go next month to here. We have the money saved so that we can make those big trips happen. I put quite a bit into the travel budget each month because travel is so important. And if it was up to me, I would travel every single month. Since I'm such a, I don't want to say stress out person, but just like really organized, efficient, productive, everything's in order kind of person, for me, going on a vacation is a huge reset for me, and it's something that I really, really need to keep going. And during COVID, I didn't travel really at all. And then at the very end of that first year of COVID, when things kind of loosened up a little bit before they got bad again, we took a, a quick trip with our family to Las Vegas, and I just felt totally rejuvenated. And I was talking to my team, and one of my girls, um, Andy, said, Kylie, I just think you need to schedule more of those trips in because it really helps you like with the burnout and with the, the rut you get into. And I was like, you're right. So I try to schedule some sort of little trip or adventure with my family or with myself or with my girls once a month. And that's kind of a lot like some things that I did. I went to California with my sister for one night. We flew in the day before, stayed, hung out all day, stayed over all night. And then hung out the whole day next day so it was only one night of hotel I took my team to a hotel and we did a sleepover I drove to Washington several times I went to Oregon um, camping trips with different family we've done a couple staycations down in Orem when Luke has to work down there just little things here and there last month I had to speak at conferences but I I uh snuck out and hung out with one of my photographers that lives in San Diego and that was fun and then we went I went on a girl's trip with my sister-in-laws I went on a girl's trip with my mom like I definitely prioritize these kinds of things because after a few years of not doing this I fall into a depression I fall into a rut a burnout and this is what fulfills me this is what brings me out of that rut this is what makes it worth it for me to work like these little trips help me get through each month and like excited about life and 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 adventure and it just helps me live in that abundance and realize like why I do what I do and all of that so if it's important to you I would definitely recommend prioritizing it and if even if it's just like a little girls weekend you rent a cabin a couple hours away or and you all drive and you just all bring food and hang out or go on a hike or whatever like make it happen if that's important to you thank you for being here on the Kylie Munchers Moms podcast 
If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag KylieMentorsMoms.